Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to a late night episode of Endurance Chat with me, Chris Wasser, 97, your host, and my special guest, Cookie Monster FL. It's 11 p.m., Cookie. What are we even doing here? <laughs> uh, well, it's it's. Uh, I feel like it would be only uh, fair for all of the sports car fans to enjoy what really kind of almost is like a sky active hour in a sense. Uh, uh, getting into the evening if we were under uh, a 24-hour race such as Nürburgring 24. So I feel like this would be the perfect time to record a podcast, Chris. That's the only reason why we're doing it this late. Absolutely. We're going yeah. we're gonna, to we're gonna get through this, though. It's, it's going to be okay. I'm going to butcher a lot of names. People are going to be mad. I'm super excited. Yep. I, I, I work nights, so I don't have to get up early. I can't say the same for Cookie. He can... He can suffer for my enjoyment uh, because this is all about this is my race. This is if you don't because the number 24 is something that I have been just it, falling in love with ever since I heard about it in 2013. And ever since I've been a huge forefront, if you see me on the Reddit, especially on the Discord nowadays, it's a huge push for me uh, just to, just to have that event uh, just widely uh Follow man. Yeah. It's it's gained like a, a weird little kind of underground cult following. I mean, I don't even want to say it's a cult following. It's just it's got it's gained more stature with just how incredible the race is and uh and everybody knows the green hell. Um and just to see a twenty four hour race out there is kind of incredible, especially at night. And, and I, I don't think it's a hot take at all, but it's most likely Germany's biggest motor race. Uh just at least domestically, if we're not going to count MotoGP and other international events, it, it's a huge event. It lasts from four. It lasts for four days. Uh, they deliberately have it on a weekend where the majority of the public will have the days off. So it's sort of like almost like a Memorial Day weekend sort of thing, where it's a public holiday. They they always try to schedule it around the public holiday because you need you know. Makes sense because you need all sorts of marshals to have those days off as well. Just, just makes sense. That's better for the fans. For for this particular edition, is going to happen on the week of I believe the 18th through the 21st. Let me double check my calendar here. Yes, the 18th through the 21st of May. Uh, and I, if I remember correctly, Cookie, I, I can't remember if it was this year or maybe it was last year's edition. But one of of them was going to clash directly with Lamar, but thank God that got changed. Uh, They got common sense prevailed, and they realized the crossover the events now have. The last time uh, Lamar and Nürburgring clashed directly was, I think, either 2006 or 2007. The the amount of times that it's it's threatened to though is just obnoxiously high. (laughs) Every every year there's some weird conflict that like. You right. would assume it wouldn't be a conflict, but all of a sudden it becomes one, and then they just scramble to change everything. But still, uh, yeah, it's good to see that it's not conflicting with any other real major sports car race or, honestly, a, a lot of other um, major motorsport events. I, I don't know if F1's racing next weekend, but anyway. Uh, they are racing at Imola okay. for that round. But yeah, like you said, uh, and then not to mention they have to juggle the fact that they have to have it on a public holiday and... They need to schedule around Rock Amring, the rock metal festival that happens at, at, at the track. So a bunch of things to juggle around, but for our benefit, they got they, they worked around the clash, and so we get the race. Uh, judging by when it's uploaded, probably this weekend, 
for whoever's listening. Anyway, let's talk about a uh, quick what happened at the ring earlier this year real quick before we dive into the GT3 uh, portion of the entry list. Uh, we had the first round in the middle of March. Uh, BMW M4 won the Rovo Racing. Martin Mac, uh, uh, Maxime Martin and Dries Vantor took that with Audi second, Mercedes third. Then we had the second round on April Fool's Day. BMW won with Valkenhorst with the Yokohama livery. Porsche in second with Rutronic Racing. Then BMW again in third and uh, Porsche with Falcon ended up in fourth. And the third round of the NLS also had a BMW winning. You're seeing a pattern here, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Uh, that the BMW junior team, Rover Racing, locked out second place with Audi Sport Team Land in third. And then we had the qualifying races, which had less cars to go off of. Because uh, GT World Challenge Monza was clashing that same weekend, which took a lot of the big GT3 contenders out of the count right out the bat. We had uh, Team Get Speed with the Mercedes win the two-hour qualifying race on Saturday night, which was rain-affected. Uh, Manti was second. Porsche came in third again with Car Collection Lion Speed. Audi, thir- uh, Audi fourth. And then Fricadelli came in fifth with their Ferrari 296, and then the big story of the weekend came the next day after with Fricadelli Racing Team winning the, uh, I believe it's widely considered now the first ever win for the Ferrari 296 GT3, and out of all places, Cookie came at the Northlight. Yeah, a, a track that really just hasn't been um, too familiar with Ferrari's success there uh, as of recently. Uh, they, they've done all right, but, you know, not a ton of car counts. You know, they've been the exotic car that shows up outside of Germany and uh, and tries to compete there. Uh, it's looked better and better, and obviously the, the 296 being its uh, maiden year, uh, it says a lot for the program and at least for Fricadelli and how good that potential of that car is especially coming out of the gate like that so um it immediately kind of elevates them to potential like hey don't don't uh mess around or at least don't skip ferrari in uh potential win scenarios for the 24 hours in evergreen and if i remember correctly because uh last year we did a uh quote-unquote live show for the nurburgring 24 it wasn't because we weren't lazy to do a proper episode at all mm-hmm. uh i nope. believe in, after, it was after qualifying, and I believe Ferrari, uh, Ferrari uh, I can't remember if it, if it was Racing 1, Octane, Octane 126, or was, or if it was uh, Spiegel. But uh, one of those Ferraris, I remember, did pretty well in qualifying. And, like you said, it's an exotic car that's not the German manufacturers. And, I mean, Ferrari has won at the Nürburgring before in NLS fashion uh, with uh, Spiegel. But it's never really hit major success at the big race. That's going to be interesting to see how the 296 handles. There's also Lamborghinis in the field. I mean, Conrad fields them. But if you've been watching stuff at the Nürburgring for a while now, you know uh, Conrad doesn't have the most luck at the Green Hell. Uh, Apt Sportsline, you may have known them for racing Audis in DTM. And uh, having an Audi program in Formula E, they're going to be racing a Lamborghini in the Nürburgring 24. They are they finished top 10 in the qualifying race. Now, keep in mind, this was only with, uh, if I remember correctly, 60-something cars in the qualifying race. So maybe not an accurate representation of what's to come, because they didn't finish too high on the NLS finishing order on the races they did. 
That's going to be interesting to see. But before we talk too much about who's contending this race, let's let's, let's actually go to the entry list and do a proper rundown. And uh, we're looking onto the website here, and we're going to start things off with the number one car, the defending champions, Audi Sport Team, Sheriff Phoenix. This car has Frederick Rubisch, Matteo Drudy, Ricardo Feller, and Dennis Lind. And this car is going to have a very special livery on it. It's it's going to be... Uh, so, four Audis in the field has a uh, throwback livery. And it, I believe the number one Audi is going off of the uh, the Audi cars from IMSA in the 90s. I was going to say, it looked familiar, but I couldn't, I couldn't put a finger on the actual uh livery itself but now that you mentioned it yeah it does look exactly um like those imsa gto uh audi quattros god i would would love to see those things on the nordschleife again somehow but yeah i mean uh, audi's gonna try to do a bunch of uh, old school liveries since this is kind of their swan song uh year for trying to win the nurburgring 24 before they basically bow out of uh gt racing so um as more of a factory backed uh manufacturer I, they might have some privateer efforts next year but this would pretty much be their last one song to try to actually put a good effort to win it so um the, the, yeah we'll go over some more outies but the liveries are really interesting uh from that camp yeah and, and while you mentioned it i think we kind of have to talk about the elephant in the room a little bit we'll hopefully touch more on this as um things get more clearer but news reports came out that it it, it it wasn't confirmed by Audi itself, but it seems like the writing is on the wall that after it sounds like from the after the end of this year that Audi is cutting all support from its customer programs with which would be GT3, GT4, TCR, and GT2 as it uh, goes ahead with its Formula One program, um, but because they want to focus more on electric uh, electric. Electrification of, of their brand. <laughs> Say that five and, times fast. Right. Yep. And Formula One, and you know, they feel like Formula One is the best option for that. So potentially, the tea leaves that people were reading into these throwback liveries were like, this is kind of like a send off. Like here's a mem- uh, what we uh, a celebration of Audi sports car history, or not even sports car history, but racing history, as you know. This might be the last time we see Audis in a quote-unquote factory sense in a Nurburgring 24 for a very long time. Yeah, that's a shame, really, too. They're one of the big shots in uh, in Germany, too, and have been there forever. So, crazy. Well, we'll, we'll get to more Audis in a little bit, but we got to talk about some Mercedes first. We got the number two AMG Get Speed car. We got Adam Christodoulou, who, wow, he's been kind of off the map for a year. I believe he's been racing in China for the last year or so uh only popping up at the nurburgring once he it once he is pretty much uh uh wanted to maximilian gets and fabian schiller and that car has a special livery it's kind of like an amg livery with red hood and then it kind of sleeks into a black as it goes down further along the car very very neat looking livery that's a one of my favorite parts about the nurburgring 24 they the, the german brands especially they put in a lot of effort because this is their race to shine mm-hmm. um, it's a big spotlight that car is right, going to be exactly. at the front too uh it has a lineup to make that thing right right quick so uh barring any any issues that that car has i, I don't see that 
thing being anywhere near the uh, the back. And Adam Christodoulou was actually one of the people involved in winning that two-hour uh, qualifying race at Saturday night in the qualifying race weekend. Um, we mentioned the qualifying race. We'll we'll get into it after we get to the entry list and about the quirks and interesting stuff about the Nurburgring 24. So if you don't understand what it means, that's okay. Nobody else does. We'll do a quick uh, refresher on what it basically does after we get through the GT3s and other special interests of this race. Next up, we got the number three get speed car, which I this is interesting. So it's Morrow, Engel, Jules Gunnan, Daniel Dukandela. That's a star lineup right there. Mm-hmm. The, we don't know what the livery is going to be until race week. It's going to be a very special reveal uh, that they're doing because they revealed uh, some of the Mercedes liveries for the GT3s today, earlier today of this recording. But the three is going to be remain a mystery until race week. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see how uh, how that turns out. Next up is the Bilstein car, which is basically just helped racing team, just uh, renamed for sponsor purposes. Um, this one is going to have Rafael, Marcello, Yuki Gustoch, Philip Ellis. And this is an interesting car because it has, like, if you know the Mercedes Bilstein liveries, it kind of has, like, a a more a more rugged feel to the livery, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, sketch lines are on the car. Um, kind of like... Yeah, it's kind of like sketch lines where it's where it looks like it was drawn on a little bit, kind of a little messy on it. Yeah, it's basically the art car for this year. I think it, it looks it looks decent. It looks fine. Um, I believe the uh, the sister car, which is going to be, we'll actually talk about that. Get that out of the way. The six car is going to be a normal Bilstein livery. I don't think that's going to be anything special at all. Uh, Hubert Haupt, Jordan Love, which the Australians will know that name. And Arjun Miney, which Arjun Miney was racing for uh, DTM. Yep. Doing pretty well there, too. Yeah, he's not doing too bad. And so that'll be the Team Bilstein cars, which is just, once again, health racing team. Then we got the number five Audi, which is uh, some notable names here. Vincent Kolb, Frank Stippler, Alexander Sims, Ranger van der Zand. So we mm. got half half of the IMSA crew, then half of the, uh, half of the German guys. This car should also do well, considering that driver lineup, too. Uh, we're seeing some real stars uh, early on in the entry list, for, and uh, Ranger van der Zanda is just quick in anything he, he put him in. So I, I look for good things from this Audi car as well. And uh, so there's going to be this is going to this Audi is in the regular share sport colors, which is in the that, that light blue. Um, the five, I believe, is going to have on the front of the car in the grill red LEDs to differentiate the other car, which I believe is the 16, which that will have yellow. Uh, mm. So that's how you can tell the two different share sport Audis apart. So the five is going to have red. The 16 is going to have yellow, plus they're going to have the uh, car numbers visible from the helicam shots. Which is another excellent part of the Nürburgring 24. They actually, you know, they put roof numbers on the cars. They're not like number boards, like in sports car racing number boards, like actual like NASCAR style numbers. Which is awesome to see. Um, we mentioned Lamborghini's cookie. We got the first one up with Conrad Motorsport. Not really a lot of luck no. in the pre in the. Uh, pre-log, a prologue, so to speak, of the races we had so far. Uh, Yelmer Berman, which is, he has been in the Mercedes camp for a long time, now racing here for Conrad. 
then Axel Jeffries has just been a true loyalist in terms of this team. He races for them in Protect Cup Germany. He's been he's been in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Huge Lamborghini guy. Wished him all the success. Hopefully the trend does not continue. Uh, normally there's always at least a, a form of puncture or just some form, some form of mechanical that just takes him out of the race early. Hopefully that never comes to fruition. Absolutely. Right. Next two, we're going to uh, the next two are uh, the, the, the Schnitzel on Mercedes. Uh, they are. <clears throat> so Kenneth Heyer is going to be the most notable one in the number 10 lineup. He usually races for Corvetic. And then the other one, it's going to be the more pro car. Uh, you got Patrick Assenheimer, who is notable at the ring for racing for a Landgraf motorsport in recent years and winning races. Uh, I noticed that there's going to be Marek Bachmann and Marcel Mart. Tivitz? Yeah. Uh, that, that's a Polish name, so we're going to butcher that. Um, both of them are in both the 10 and the 11. So we got some double-duty drivers in the Schnitzelam camp. Mm-hmm. Now, we're gonna, it's not a GT3 cookie, but this is one of the special ones that we have as we go down the entry list. The, the White Angel for Fly Help, this was originally going to be a VW Beetle, but uh, the part, I guess the plans just didn't come to fruition in time to make it comfortably for the race, so they had to switch to just a Porsche Cup car. But the interesting note about this car is that it has, it has a great story. The It's going to just look like a, 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 someone just fired a sticker gun at it. It's just covered in stickers. And uh, the purchased, the cost of the stickers, who are, uh, so basically you pay a certain amount to get the sticker on the car, the cost, uh, the price it will go uh, to charity. So you pay a certain amount in that price and the money you pay will go to a charity. That's awesome. Uh, so that's the whole point of the car. So yeah, if you see a, it'll be the number 13 Porsche cup car. If you see that sticker bomb of the car, just know that all those stickers are going to a good cause. That's great. Yeah, I mentioned this, uh, the next one cookie, uh, Kim Lewis Schramm, who was actually a very controversial figure, uh, because he, uh, he got banned for, uh, ran- basically unsafe actions in an NLS round where it just, I believe he rammed a lower class car off the road and crashed. Then <laughs> I believe in the qualifying race, he got reinstated. So controversial move seen by people. I particularly don- didn't like that move from the organizers, but they probably felt like he, uh, or maybe there was a proper procedure. He went around and got his license back, but he's back. In the number 16, this is the one I was talking about with the yellow LEDs at the front. This is the sister car to the number 5 livery-wise. Michelle Beretta, Marcus Winkelhock, and Ricardo Feller is in this car. Now, that's interesting because Ricardo Feller is also doing double duty, uh, if I remember correctly, for the number 1 car. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yep, he is. Alright. So... We got a couple of Ferraris up next, Cookie. You want to take the take the uh, take the handle on these ones? Well, they're the Ferrari two nine sixes, so obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, number nineteen, the racing one Ferrari, uh, Christian Kohlhaas, uh, Stefan Aust, uh, Luca Ludwig, and uh, Johannes Stengel. Uh, racing one, have they uh, they haven't raced Ferraris before, have they? Uh, they are one of the teams that races the four eight eight side. They're like a dark, it's a dark blue livery, but they have been racing at the Nurburgring for a couple of years now under okay. the four. 
but they had to, yeah, they, they're the, they were the dark blue Ferrari. Gotcha. Uh, WTM by Rinaldi Racing and the number 20 uh, with the other Ferrari 296 in this uh, entry list so far. Uh, Leonard Weiss, uh, Jochen Krumbach, uh, Daniel uh, Kielwitz, and Indy Donce. Yep, that'll be the Spiegel Team Machau car that uh, I believe they won in the 488 before in one of the NLS rounds a couple years ago. So some success they have made at the ring. Not at all pro lineup like you would see at some of these other star cars. Might be tough just based on that for them to compete for a podium at the very least. They also have LMP3, right? I think. They, yep, they also run the LMP3 and the European Le Mans series. Uh, that's also ran by uh, Rinaldi Racing. And I believe Leonard Weiss and Jakin Krumbach are the drivers in that. I don't know if Daniel Kalovitz is involved with that. I can't remember. But definitely Leonard Weiss is definitely involved in that program. And, and the and delivery is interesting, too, because if you take a closer look at the at delivery, it's supposed to look like newspaper clippings, like like a newspaper, because I believe Flock and Spiegel is a newspaper. Oh, man, this is uh, this is going to have some great liveries this year for sure. Next up, uh, we got the CP Racing Car, although this could be a scratch, because I can't remember which one of the drivers. Actually, I think I can safely assume. Uh, Joe Foster, in the qualifying race, uh, drove too fast during a Code 60, and the officials don't like that, so he got his Nürburgring permit revoked. Oh. Uh, so we don't see Joe Foster on the CP Racing Mercedes. If you know Creventic, you'll know this team by heart. Charles Espinlob, Shane Lewis, and Maxime Sule will complete the lineup, but that's not that's not a bad replacement for Joe Foster. Maxime Sule, how about that? Oh, it's it's great. And uh, again, uh, we got to do a little shout out to Shane Lewis, uh, Turn Ten's favorite driver. So uh, shout out Shane, good luck. And then next up, uh, it's another one of those uh, throwback Audi liveries. This is number twenty-two Audi Sport team. Car collection car. We got Luca Engsler, uh, who is actually going to be racing in DTM this year with Engsler Motorsport. Max Helfer, who is already seeing success racing with Audis down under in Australia. Uh, Gils Magnus, who races for Audi in TCRs. And then you got Dennis Marshall, who is a ADAC GT Masters racer. And this car is supposed to represent the uh, Audi LMP1, uh, the late Audi LMP1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely see it with some of the uh, some of the gray gray highlights and whatnot. The, the thing with Audi, though, they really they've got the abrasive corners and jagged edges and stuff to the point where it's kind of sometimes hard to tell which livery mm-hmm. is 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 tributing which. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, again, yeah, part of their little throwback series uh, as well. Where do you where do you think this car is going to end up uh, in the race? Hey, I, I, I personally don't think this is the strongest Audi livery. Um, I think it'll probably be top 10. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we got Lion Speed by Car Collection Motorsport. Uh, Patrick Kolb, which is the money man behind that team. Uh, he's not bringing along no slouches, though. His money is buying some very capable drivers. Matt Campbell, Matteo Giamini, and Patrick Pile. How about that? Great lineup, too. And that livery pops. It really does. If you see them, they sort of go unnoticed in Creventic. It's ran by the Herberth crew. 
but they have a lion. If you take a look at the rear arches of the car, it's a it's a lion on there. And if you see the uh, let's say Golf Twelve Hours, it's basically with the Herbert cars. It's it's a, instead of having like uh, kind of light red and white, it's all black with the with the lion outline in white towards the back. It's a very interesting car. Uh, I would say I think this car had onboards the past couple years, so this would probably be an onboard car um, regarding past history. So this should be very interesting to see. Patrick Kolb. He's not the fastest, I, I so I think when he's in the car, it might drop down a bit. But the three others, they'll definitely pick up the slack. It's going to be very interesting to see where that car ends up. The next one, you mentioned interesting liveries. How about this one? <laughs> Huber Motorsport, uh, Dennis Fetzer, Coma Ledegar. Wow, that's a name that really hasn't had a top drive, so to speak, in a while. Really wish, hopefully, he gets some success. But uh, then you get Lars Kern, which has... Uh, He's the guy that set the uh, production car lap record at Nürburgring. Is that correct? Uh, that sounds familiar. I don't have enough information at the time to confirm it. <laughs> uh, yes, well, he is. He is. He is. The yeah, Porsche and, tester. Yeah, and this car is interesting. Cause so, so one half of the car is going to be a kind of like a sky blue. Think of the Glickenhaus uh, hypercar. Yeah, uh, actually, hold like, on, hold on. Time out. I... I would almost say that it's like a, the inverse of the Brumos livery, Ooh. just without just without the stripes running uh, along the the bottom edge of the car. But if you kind of like imagine a uh, Brumos livery and then just inverse it with like the blue and, and red being outside and then the white being in, that's exactly what this car looks like. It's actually really cool. It's a it's an interesting livery. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, like I said, it's a sky blue. Uh, on one side, white stripes down the middle, and then the other side is just red. It's kind of like, oh, I know what it is, Cookie. It might be only the Americans that will understand this. It's like those uh, 4th of July uh, icicle pops <laughs> you get from the grocery store. Yep. It, 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 it yeah. reminds me just like those. <laughs> it's the same color, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's great. Might be the only the Americans that will understand that. Sorry, Europeans. That's all right. <laughs> they'll forgive us or hate us i actually i don't know i don't even know leave a leave a comment down below if you like it or hate us <laughs> yeah <laughs> next up is the app Sportsline lamborghini uh, as of right now it's an all-black car nothing too interesting going on pretty much just the fujitsu sponsorship logo on the side of it uh but very very interesting lineup kelvin vanderland marco mapelli jordan pepper and nikki nikki team how about that? Yeah, stellar lineup. Uh, we'll see how they do. It, it would it would be so cruel for for this uh, for this team to kind of upset Conrad if somehow they were to <laughs> to snatch a win or something. That would just be so cruel. But I mean, they have the lineup to do it, and the Lambo has showed pace. I mean, if they just keep it clean, uh, that could that could be in the top fifteen, top ten at the uh, at the at sunrise at least. And, and another one that has an uh, interesting livery here is the Pro Sport Racing Aston Martin. Uh, Maxime Duramay, Christophe Brewer, and Mike David. The Mike David Ortman will be the most notable guy on the list, but I, I find it hard to explain. Cookie, can you give us a idea on what color exactly that is? Because it's a very interesting color. Oh, God. Um, uh, like a uh... Like a like a golf green, 
<laughs> like a putting green yeah. on the golf course, maybe? Uh, it's, it's, think, it's, of, think of the color of grass. I think the most accurate depiction I could give. Think of the color of grass, just maybe sunshaded a bit. Yeah, or like whited out just a smidge, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I also have the white highlights around pretty much every edge of it. And then this like gray, basically they just left it bare bones right around the Aston Martin logo. It just, it makes it look mean. Like at first I was like, what car is that? It doesn't even look like an Aston Martin. And then looking at the livery, it, it works. Uh, this is just, I don't know. It's a year for liveries, I guess. And judging from their pace from the NLS rounds, they, might not have the drivers to put it up at the pointy end of the field, but we never really see it have any technical fouls or incidents out on track. So nope. surely, but sure, uh, 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 slowly, but surely we possibly could see this up in uh, the top 15, even by the end of the race. If, uh, every, if, they, if they keep it clean. Absolutely. Always a All chance. Right. Always a chance. And speaking of chances, this Ferrari has probably has the best chance out of all of the Italian makes. Bricadelli Racing switching over from a Porsche to a Ferrari 296 GT3. I'm confused, Cookie. It's 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 a, it's a Ferrari, but why is there some why is there a Porsche guy in there? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it, it definitely is surprising too. Um, you were talking about, uh, team loyalty, uh, that could possibly come into effect here, but, uh, yeah, uh, weird to see some cross streaming from, uh, from the Porsche, uh, a, a solid, solid Porsche camp, uh, driver in Earl Bamber to see him in the Ferrari. And, and joining him along now is going to be Nikki Katzberg, uh, David Petard and Felipe Fernandez laser. Uh, so that's, that's not a bad driver lineup. Katzberg is driving would, incredible uh, this year, too. So, I mean, literally, oh yeah. that lineup should be pretty solid to get them in, easily into the top 10. Uh, again, if they just can keep it clean, just seems like if you're not a German brand, you just got to watch out for rogue punctures and weird body parts catching fire or something uh, it, just crazy happening. So uh, I, I really, really am pulling for them to, uh, to do well with this car. Um, and Hey, it would, what a, what a gamble if it uh, turns out the two nine six is actually a pretty quick car and does pretty well here at the number green 24 for the next few years. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting because of their pace in the qualifying race, less idealistic uh, representation because, not as much cars on the grid. So come 24 weekend, which is uh, less than a week from now, actually, when the first qualifying session starts to come, uh, we'll see how uh, the pace-wise it is relative to the rest of the field. Uh, next up, we see our first Falcon Motorsports Porsche with the new 992. we got Klaus Backlis, Ben Miller, and Alessio Piccarello. And then since we're already near the car anyway, we'll also talk about the 44 Falcon Motorsports car which is Joel Erickson, Tim Heinemann, which if you know Tim Heinemann, he's been racing in GT4s for a while in uh, Germany, Nico Menzel, and Martin Raginger. Excellent liveries. They, they always seem to be at least in some form of, of contention, maybe not towards the win, but they're always in top 10, top 5 contention, it seems, by the end of the race. So it'll be very interesting to see how these two cars stack up. 
Yep, always a classic livery, and you nailed it. I mean, the the, the drive livings don't stand out completely, but they're all solid in their own way. And like you said, they always seem seemingly by the afternoon are in that top fifteen, um, and usually dicing for a top ten and top five potentially. So uh, I agree. I, I just I, we'll see if their pace has anything in uh, qualifying sessions uh, next week. But yeah, I'm not looking for them to be competing for the win. All right, we got a pair of Audis, which will round out the throwback livery for the German mark. Uh, they have the number 39 Audi Sport team land with Christopher Haas, Christopher Mies, and Patrick Niederhauser. This is reflecting of the Audi rally car. I believe it's the Group B car Yep. with the white with the yellow on it. So that's what's reflecting there. And the number 40 is the DTM All-Star car. Yeah, Timo Scheider, Martin Tomczyk, and Mike Rockenfeller. Mike Rockenfeller, NASCAR <laughs> driver. And that car is supposed to reflect uh, just a, I believe, a past livery from the Nürburgring 24. Yeah, the the original R8 running that uh, pretty much silver metallic livery, um, incorporating with the that air scoop kind of that was or the uh, the side air scoop kind of thing that they had with the original uh, Audi R8. So. Yeah, incorporating pretty much uh, as much GT as possible, um, including a little Group B tribute there, too. Yeah, I, I also see here it might also be a reflection of the Audi A4 Quattro uh, for, tur- for their super touring cars. Oh. So, but I remember in the past that there's been liveries similar to this in the Nürburgring 24, so... No, big, it, it could that, be that looks like a touring car livery. Not, no, yeah, I mean, you mentioning that, that's that's exactly it. That's the Audi. That's like, yep, that's like DTM Audi touring car. All right, so the next two aren't GT3, but they're interesting, so we'll might make a note here. Um, team HRT, Help Racing Team, is fielding a, a Mercedes GT2. Uh, Alia Earhart, Frank Burr, Thomas Yeager are the noble names in that one. Just want to know. The GT2s are going to be in this race. The new ones, uh, not not the old ones, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> KCMG are back, but in a lesser fashion. They're not running with Porsche or a Nissan. They're running in a Toyota GT4 this year. Uh, the Supra GT4 Evo. Uh, Josh Burton, Eduardo Liberati, and Martin Rump are fielding that car. They've been racing in pretty much every single Nürburgring race this year with the GT4. They will be in the SP10 class. Next up, we got another Porsche. We got the Dynamic GT car, which the livery was just dropped yesterday. It's kind of like a... Uh, how do I explain it? So It's like hip, It's like a lava lamp, but with yellow on it. And it's supposed to be a, a per, like Pirelli, Pirelli colors. Gotcha. Uh, so... That's the best way I can explain the livery on that car. But it, in here is Lawrence Vantor, uh, Lauren Heinrich, who has been a star in the Porsche Cup scene. Uh, Iankan Guven, I butchered that. It's Turkish. I deeply apologize. And then <laughs> Christian Engelhart. Decent drivers, although yeah. they're, they are on Pirelli rubber, which compared to the Dunlops or Goodyear's, I, t- I don't know if Goodyear's replaced Dunlops at the GT3 level yet, and Michelin's. Hard to beat. Uh, Pirelli's are not exactly, when you compare them with Michelin, so to speak, they're not exactly the most preferred tires. So we'll have to see how that turns out for them. I know um, 
because Pirelli's in GT World Challenge are lower mm-hmm. than cars in International GT Open, which run on Michelin's. So that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Because uh, if you haven't mentioned it before, yes, there is a quote-unquote tire war here. Uh, but I believe the situation is is that each tire manufacturer has to have a, a, a test or how do I explain it? Basically, they have to be available to everyone. So people can choose. If they come to the track, they have, they, they, everyone, everyone has to have access to the tires. That's basically what the, the, what the gist is. Um, so that's to explain it roughly. Uh, then we move past a couple of a- o- Opel Astros. Uh, one a TCR, the rest GTCs. VW Turaco. We got a Cupra TCR. Then we reach. Then we go past another pair of. Oh, these are GT4 cars from Door Motorsport. But the next car after is a GT3 from Door Motorsport with the Aston Martin Vantage, and uh, we got some a very notable name in that driver lineup. Can you uh, tell yeah, me? Yeah, Darren your Turner, a long time notable Aston Martin driver. I'm um, going back into the uh, 2010s uh, in in knots uh, for. Just Aston Martin racing for the GT program, uh, m- massive winner. So uh, awesome to see him uh, back in an Aston Martin at Nurburgring Twenty Four. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a very interesting livery because it has the two racing stripes, but instead of right down the middle of the car, it sort of looks like it's maybe maybe it's just the angle of the of the car. Maybe it's actually in the middle, but no, it's offset. Of, it's offset. Oh, yep, I see it now. Basically. If you're facing towards the front of the car, it's offset to the right uh, with the two racing stripes on it. So it uh, all looks like a very darkish black, maybe even dark green, actually. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's like, it's like, like British green. racing green, but like with the brightness at half. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, so I believe that might be one of the last Aston Martin GT3 we come across. So very, very uh, lackluster showcase. For us, normally you have like a factory team sort of, uh, either with TF Sport or just AMR themselves as a whole. But unfortunately, that that does not look like the case this year. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think they won't forget last year. So it makes up yeah. they want to take a, a year break. Um, afterwards, we come across some more Toyota Supras, GT4s, and the SP10 class to compete with KCMG. Next up. BMW Junior Team, after winning a couple of races already this year on the Nordschleife, Daniel Harper, Max Hesse, and Neil Verhagen in the Shell Helix livery in that Shell yellow with the red and gray mixed in in that car. Even though it's a junior team, they're pretty much right on the pace of the pros. It's really impressive, Cookie. Yeah, and uh, again, we've got an American that's doing pretty well. Um, with Neil Verhagen, uh, he won what is it the SCCA championship? Like one of the youngest to win that. Um, so it's kind of cool to see potentially more uh, homegrown sports car American talent um, starting to rise up, especially at these prolific GT three events and GT events in general around the world. And yeah, I think there was a the the, the junior team was going to be disbanded or something, but. Looks like that wasn't the case. It's still called a junior team, but don't let that name fool you. These are definite pros behind the wheel. Uh, very, very capable. Next up, I believe this is an interesting car. So Jethro Bovington is in, doing some research on him now. 
the BMW M Motorsport labeled car for for the M4 GT4. And from my Google search, it looks like he was a Top Gear America host. So we got some all-star power in that car. And then the, the rest are other... Maybe it's uh, other notable German uh, celebrities in that car. I can't say for sure. I haven't heard any, any news on that front. <laughs> uh, the next car we have that we're going to talk about is the... Uh, here we go. The SP8T class car, the Giddy Tire Motorsport by WS Racing M4 GT4. This is going to be an all-women crew. Uh, Celia Martin, Fabian Wolhen, Pippa Mann, and Pepsi yeah. uh, Visser. That's, that's a, Pippa Mann. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a car and a half right there. And Pippa Mann, very, very, very uh, on the forefront of women in racing. I'm glad... Uh, unfortunately, I don't think she's doing indie this year, but I'm glad she was able to do at least something in the in the month of May. Uh, I think easily, uh, easily more track time than what she's going to be able to do at indie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so glad to see that she'll be able to get some more racing experience behind the wheel, especially at the Nurburgring. That's always so fun to watch. Uh, then we got some more uh, Golf TCRs, which the picture doesn't have a TCR on it, but. We'll just go with what they say. A couple more GT4s on the list. Very, very strong GT4 showing, including one from Helps Racing Team. That's going to be very fun to uh, take a look at, especially since uh, the sister team running GT3s and GT2s. A very busy week for that squad. Uh, There's also some Porsche Cup cars. Uh, Here we go. The next GT3 on our list is it's labeled HCB Management on the entry list, but it's just Rutronic Racing, um, which races in ADAC GT and uh, GT World Challenge. Uh, Dennis Olson, Matteo Cairoli, Julian Anlauer. That's a that's yeah. a star car. I was going to say fantastic lineup, and with the new Porsche uh, 911 too, they're they know how to wheel that, uh, especially with the uh, previous races. So that definitely should be a car at the front. And the car is, is a it's a mixture. It's, it's more yellowish than blue. It's a yellowish blue mix with a little bit of white mixed in there. It's a Porsche, so that'll be easily recognizable when you're watching the race this weekend. Uh, then we can move on to more uh, GT3s. We got two Rover racing cars in the '98. We got Marco Vittman, Sheldon Vanderlin, Dries Van Torbeck, or Martin Maxi, or Maxi Martin. Then in the 99, we got Augusto Farfus, Philip Eng, uh, Connor D. Filippi, and Nick Yellowy. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> P- potentially team favorite so far? <laughs> I, I, I really think so. Rover Racing is real strong at the Nürburgring. Um, they should be really in contention, in my opinion, for the win. Um, these cars are definitely the easier... Uh, picks to say that hey they're going to be up front that so much talent behind the wheel however we still got three more m4s i mean w is really coming out strong this year with you got the number 100 vulcan horse which is mainly a black car with kind of like a red lipstick around the grill that's going to be an am car for for sure because henry vulcan horse is behind the wheel with three other drivers then we got the number 101 and 102 
with those are going to be the Yokohama livery cars. Uh, Christian Kronis, uh Jacob uh, Girmaziak, uh, Jesse Crone, and Andy Suchek in the 101. And, and, and Jacob has been absolutely stellar this year at the Nürburgring. He has been absolutely lights ablaze. He is going to be one to watch. When he gets in that car, everybody needs to be put on notice. He's going to be absolutely charging. I can vouch for him 100%. And then the 102 car, we got Thomas Neubauer, Jake Dennis, Jens Klingman, and Christian Krug. It's a Christian uh, doing double duty for Valkenhorst. But, wow, strong lineups for BMW. I mean, it's really, judging from what we've seen, it seems like BMW, with the amount of cars they're putting in, it seems like they really want to be the favorites this year. Yeah, they have a genuine fleet of cars. Uh, this is about the most I've seen and just quality lineups throughout with that car really seemingly now being in a good BOP window with its pace kind of under control. Uh, they're easily the, the make that is the favorite. And, you know, it's 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 always it always makes you look behind your shoulder when you say that uh, with Porsche uh, looming somewhere. But uh, they genuinely seem like they have uh they have the weapons necessary uh, this year to really take the take the fight to everybody else handily. So we'll see. And I, I counted like around like five like actual like pro cars because the re- the rest of the manufacturers they might have a pro lineup so to speak, but they there might be like one who may not pick up the slack so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's nothing like that in the BMW cars I see except for uh, the 100, yep. which is the M Walker. Crazy, def, def, definite favorites for this year, especially with their early successes with NLS this year. All right, now we kind of went past the bulk of the GT3s. So now uh, the entry this is going to run along much more smoothly. Uh, Want to mention Max Cruz Racing, which I believe Max Cruz is a famous footballer in Germany, uh, and that car. In the past, it's been sponsored by Falcon as well. So if you see a Falcon-sponsored TCR Volkswagen, that'll be Max Cruz Racing. Uh, next up, you've got uh, just an interesting team name. This Bulldog Racing with a Mini Cooper. That's going to be fun to watch. And here's, the, here's another fan favorite. We're going to stop on this for a bit. Subaru is back at the Nürburgring 24 with a Subaru WRX. The car looks great. Unfortunately, it had problems during the qualifying races. Hopefully, they learn from that and are ready for a 24-hour duel at the Green Hell. We we always love to see this car because if you ever watch in the past and whenever it rains, do you see this car that suit up the timing tower? It's insane. Uh, Carlo Van Dam, Tim Strick, Hideki Yamauchi, and Takuto Iguchi are in this car. So two. Uh, well, it looks like two Germans or two Europeans. I'm going to say safely, and two Japanese. Uh, guys at the board of that car cookie your opinions on this car it's sp it's an it's an sp4t it's not really competing with a whole bunch of other cars compared to let's say you know the jt3 class would you say that this will be a a, a, a favorite to contend for the win at least in this class uh oh yeah, uh, yes easily in the in its class it, it definitely has uh the potential to do that and if it you if we do get some grimy uh um wet conditions through part of the race yeah uh, it definitely will uh, it, uh pretty much stretch its legs and start and start getting up uh the the thing for me it looks it looks fantastic uh, it reminds me of just a gran turismo car 
<laughs> oh, it'll, it'll be an instant instant uh, add into the grand, next Gran Turismo game. Uh, God, I just wish they would somehow incorporate that into a GT3 car. It would, be, it would go against everything about all-wheel drive, but still, it would just it would the car looks like it could easily be a monster-looking GT3 car. It would be it would be a sight to see. Well, unfortunately, Cookie, the closest thing you're going to have to get is the GT300 car that races in Super GT, which uh, it's in the middle of the road right now regarding Super GT standings. So hopefully they'll have much better success at the next round. I, I, I did check the class for that Subaru. It really only needs to beat two Porsche Caymans. Uh, so I'd say yeah, as long as they don't have any problems, I think the, the class wins. In theory, because this is the Nürburgring after all, should be a lock. I would I would say so for sure. Hey, we're gonna move past another GT four. Uh, no, it's not even a GT four. It's a Porsche Cayman seven one eight, and then we got the Dacia Logan. <laughs> How about this? Another for, fan favorite. Yeah, back for another go. I love it. I believe last year, safe to say, the slowest car on the grid, but it doesn't matter. It's just insane because I believe they had an onboard of the Dacia last year, mm-hmm. and it was so scary watching it. <laughs> just, just how slow it was just along uh, the curves, along when you went to the reach the Norch life. It just how fast they come up on it. It's almost to the point. It's like, how is this legal? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, they oh, finished oh, the race, but even then, it, it it just even down the straights, I mean, the, the closing speed sometimes had to be over 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour. Like, it was just unbelievable at times how fast everybody was flying past them. And I'm, I just, I was shocked that they it, the, the car looked in relatively good shape at the end of the race. Yeah, it's been competing in the NLS rounds this year. It's got some track time. It, it let's just hope it doesn't rain because it's ultimately 10 times more scarier when you're <laughs> dealing, not only with the slowness of the Dacia Logan, but add in spray and low visibility on top of that. It's insane. It, it's a hard, it's a very, it's, it's nice callback because the race has been taken over with so many GT threes, GT fours and TCRs and other spec cars. It's nice to have uh, some specials like that in inside the race, like, like uh, the race used to have uh, abundance of. Uh, next up, speaking of specials, we got the Toyota Gazoo Racing Team Thailand, and for everyone's sake, actually, you know what, Cookie? I think we got up up upend this tradition. We got to pronounce these names. All right, you go first with the, with the first one. All right. All right. So this is the Toyota Corolla Altus for both cars. The one nineteen Studipong Smita Charge. Not not a vood charusukawatana. Nanapong Horton come and Manat Kualapalong not. Oh god, that hurt. In in the one twenty, it looks like this guy doesn't have a looks like a pseudonym. Uh, Superfongs. Uh, Chen Yang Hong. Uh, Naoki Kawamura and Chris, uh, actually spelled the correct way, Vasuratna. Uh, uh, right. So on, on on a rating here, the 120 had a very 
very noticeable, easier time reading the name. So we'll we'll predict that one to win. Yes, well, yeah, definitely the 120 has got the edge <laughs> over the 119. That, no bias at all. Yeah. I know. <laughs> this is coming from two stupid <laughs> Americans. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah. 120, uh, 120 for sure takes a cake. All right. Well, we'll move past those quickly before we offend the entire country yeah. anymore. Well, than we already have. Yeah, we definitely uh, have. It's it's over. But, yeah. We, uh, we'll, <laughs> but the 121, Chris, our favorite. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of favorites, uh, Mueller Motorsport has been a contender in the Cup 2 class. The reason I mention them is because they used to race ELMS in the LMP3 category, so that might be of some interest to people. They're going to be in their classic blue livery. Next up is uh, Huber Motorsport is also fielding a Cup 2 Porsche Cup car in the same livery as their GT3 car. So if, if you can, let's say six hours to go, you stayed up all night, might be might be easy to confuse the two once you get that tire disc uh, settled in. So just 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 two cars in the same livery, different cars. Then we got the Tracy Crone back in action with RPM Racing. We got the famous duo of Tracy Crone and Nick Janssen behind the wheel of that car. And I don't know if it's just because of the nature of the Nurburgring, where it's very very hard to track down what each and every car is doing. But from what I've been seeing since Tracy Crone's been mainly doing the Nurburgring, no spins. He hasn't been that bad. Well, sometimes, uh, you know, when you're terrified the entire way around a track, trying to go as fast as you can, <laughs> so you, you might grow a little bit of extra, you know, balls a bit where you can kind of keep it on the track. I don't know. We'll see. Just Also, by the way, 121 was the, uh, uh, the Opal Manta. Which is also a big fan favorite, so just make sure we oh, did a shout out on that one. I oh, think we did. did. Yep. Oh, yep. That it's that Classic. under I think it was Kissling Motorsport or Kissling uh, Racing or something along those lines that was ran under in the past. That's, can't believe we completely. Yep. So the Ultra Opal Manta, the number one twenty one, the Foxtail, the famous Foxtail, that's back for another edition. It's related to this cookie. I don't know if you saw the news, but they released a. Uh, a new mascot for the Nurburgring 24. Can you guess what that is? Oh, yes. I, I was going to uh, also bring this up to you as well. Uh, <laughs> it's a fox. It is. Uh, his name is Legend. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Honestly, why not? I love it. Uh, you know, it pays homage to the... Uh, to the the plunky little team with uh with an opal manta just driving around having fun and uh you know with a foxtail hanging off the uh, back antenna it, it's just it epitomizes the uh, the the culture of the Derby green 24 and kind of the heritage of of also just going out there competing but also you know uh, doing it for the love of the sport which uh it that team and all of its fans who love it so dearly uh, embody so much so uh, I, we always love to see that on the uh, entry list, and uh, I'm so glad it's on it this year as well. Yeah, I mean, they have to get the tail from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up in the notable car section, uh, probably not going to come across a single GT3 until the Manti Porsche, so we're just going to take a look at some specials, and this one is going to be the Hopper Racing BMW M3 E46 GTR. What a car. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a beast of a car. I 
how many of us uh, grow grew up watching this car and almost like just salivating over it, wanting to to get one at some point? Uh, whether that was you know from video games uh, or just from the uh, the GT track and. Just what a, a classic, mean, ugly look for a, a 2000 BMW. So, I love it. And is I don't know if it's the same exact car. I'm not too good with BMW naming conventions. But if I remember correctly, is this the same car that ran American Le Mans series back in the day? It could have been. I don't know because uh, it... it I'm not seeing any specifics on the entry list of like what it uh, like if it is genuinely that there's definitely two different configurations it could be in. So, uh, but it would be interesting to see it if it was actually in the uh, that spec. Yeah, they they they, they competed in the uh, qualifying race as well, so at least they got some uh, about six hours of track time uh, if they made it all the way. Uh, towards the end of those races. So yeah, definitely another fan favorite. Maybe less so as the Opal Manta or the Falcon cars, but definitely one to keep an eye on. And next up, uh, as I'm scrolling through here, I mean, we, we got a bunch of cup cars that are entered in this race. Uh, while I'm scrolling through and taking a look down the entry list, I want to mention that uh, something we forgot to mention to the start, no Glickenhaus this year. Uh, they're focusing all in on their hypercar program but uh judging from the sound things that might we might be seeing them next year but under unfortunate circumstances well um you know that's how sports car racing goes and uh we'll, we'll probably do a whole other segment on it uh at a later time if and when that they do pull the plug on the hypercar program i would hope to see them back at it racing gt3 cars uh and taking lessons learned from the hypercar program and maybe getting some notoriety from it and moving it forward with their gt3 program that would be great um it's always great to see more manufacturers and boutique manufacturers showing interest um it's encouraging this is a side bit but it's encouraging to see hypercars generating weird boutique manufacturers that are genuinely building cars and if that builds them clout so that they can start making production vehicles to the point that they can then start making some gt3 cars i would love to see that um it would be again very cool to see like uh, more spikers or you know obviously Koenig say won't do it but you know uh, c- companies like that you know, trying to enter the sport too i i would love to continuously see not just the big guys but little guys too trying to um, fight their way to the top so uh but yeah it's kind of great to see uh, them reaching out to Hypercar, but yeah, from what it sounds like, that's probably going to be sunsetting soon, and uh, fingers crossed that they come back to Number Green 24 next year. And all we can do is wait and see regarding that situation, but we what we don't have to wait and see is GT2 for the Schnitzelheim Racing Team. Uh, that is the number 222 car in the SPX class. Uh, Mikhail Grenier is the notable driver in that car. Normally you can see him. Uh, he's been uh, racing with Sun Energy 1 in the past, but he's, normally if there's a big race, uh, GT3 race, he's normally in a Mercedes for that event. But so nice to see him in a GT2. Uh, the GT2s were debuted at the qualifying race. I believe like they had so much straight line speed that they had to artificially slow them down because they're just so much faster than the GT3s. And they had problems because of that restrictor. Uh, just messing things up as a whole. So hopefully that gets fixed because you don't want to have a race uh, 
ruined by your, an organizer's attempt to slow you down. Mm-hmm. That'll cause a huge mess of things, but hopefully that gets fixed. Uh, next up is we got an AT car, which AT means it's just alternative fuels. I can't, I don't remember um, the big part of this car regarding the alternative. It might be biofuel. Don't think it's biofuel though. It's a Toyota uh, Gazoo Racing Supra GT4. And the notable driver in that car is a German YouTuber of the name of Felix von der Leyden, which if you remember from last year, he was involved in that fiery uh, KTM crash uh, right out of that, uh, was it out in our forest, that corner? Basically, it's a it's a sweeping right-hander under, where that goes underneath a bridge um, towards the middle of the circuit. But he was involved in that accident, and he made a whole YouTube about it. So if you're German, uh, you'll understand it. He posted a video about that incident. Uh, we're passing whole uh, uh, we're passing through a whole bunch of BMW M24i racing cups. Very competitive class. If they ever show this on screen, you're in for a very good show. I mean, the very it's very competitive racing. Oftentimes, it's even for the lead in some cases. So very very fun racing. Uh, then we got the number another AT car, alternative fuels, a four motors bio concept car, which has bio in it. So I. I want to assume biofuel. Yeah, the, know, the other uh, one. I uh, just I just did a quick research on it. It looks like that is that it uh, does biomass, so it does use biofuel as well um, as okay. an alternative source of gasoline. All right, let me move past some BMW 330i's and some Cayman. Uh, another AT car, which uh, which is a GT4 Club Sport. And then, moving quickly forward here, we got a Hyundai driving experience. It's sort of like a factory car. We've got some Koreans that are going to be racing in that. That's going to be, that. most likely, that's going to be an onboard in those cars. They feel two of them in these classes. Because Hyundai is a major sponsor of the Nürburgring 24. So we'll get to see that in action. And next up on the list here, a bunch of V6 cars, another four motors bio, wow, the four motors bio concept cars fielding three cars, looks like two Porsche Cayman GT4s and a Porsche Cup car. Uh, AT class is more than one or two cla- uh, cars for once. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, the Share Sport Phoenix, usually Audi team, GT3 team that races in the Nürburgring are now fielding a TCR in a Cupra. Yeah, oh, that's a uh, that's a uh, a step sideways potentially. <laughs> yeah, I believe ShareSport is sort of like a dealership in Germany, but yep. Apart from all the Audis they're fielding in the GT3 class, they're also fielding a TCR just for funsies. And speaking <laughs> of just for funsies, uh, they're also fielding another TCR. So they got they they got two TCRs in the field, and another group that has two TCRs in the field. Take a look at Hyundai. Uh, Hyundai Motorsport N, which is basically it's basically just a factory team at this point, uh, under the guise of Target Competition. The number eight thirty manual lock, uh, Mark Basson and Mikel Ascona, which Mikel Ascona, very very talented touring car racer. If if you ever see him race in T, uh, TCR Europe, he's pretty much at the tippy top of the field every single race. He's probably from people's opinions right now, he's one of the best touring car racers in the world right now. Very, very uh, strong statement to make. 
but very, very well could possibly be true. The next one is sort of a, it's a, kind of like American car, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got Harold Gottsacker, Mason Felipe, Michael Lewis, and Taylor Hagler. Yeah, uh, the lot from the uh, the Texas area too. So uh, it's well, yeah, I would almost say it's an American car. And I don't want to, you know, because assuming makes an ass out of you and me. But all four of those drivers, I'm willing to wager, are racing this weekend as of recording at the Michelin Pilot Challengers at Laguna Seca. So not only late Saturday after they get out get out of their cars. They have to make a uh, make a little trip to Germany right after their race to make sure because they probably have to be there by like Wednesday at least mm-hmm. or at least Tuesday because uh, Wednesday is the out in our racing days where they take all the cars into the village and let the fans see and probably scrutineering that day as well. Uh, so they got uh, a long plane ride to Germany once they get done racing for two hours and then they got to race for twenty four hours more. Then the weekend after, actually, they got a week off. And they got race at the Detroit Grand Prix, which is that's going to be a straight straight circuit are not always the smoothest. No, that's going to be a rough couple weeks for them. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love it either way. <laughs> I would I would take that schedule. Then the TCR class rounds out with a uh, an Audi, one of the older style Audis. It looks like, and then we round things off with the Holy Grail of the Nurburgring 24, Manti Racing. The Grello Porsche. Grello. It's back. Only one car. But that's really all we need. Michael Christensen, Kevin Estra, Frederick McAvicki, and Thomas Prining. What a lineup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could you even decide if who's the weakest driver in that lineup? I mean, God, they're all just at, just at, at peak Porsche drivers uh, at the moment for GT3 racing. You, this is it. And, and and what's not said, said in the entry list, there's a partnership with the Australian team EMA Motorsports. So that'll be interesting to look back on as well. Because uh, EMA is actually racing this weekend at uh, Phillip Island. So it's going to be, uh, I don't know if EMA is going to use the, some of the crew that they have down there to use at the Nürburgring, or if it's just going to be a full Manti operation. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, that rounds out the entry list. We got through the GT3s and also any of the notable cars that we know they're on the list. So it's always going to be hard to just pick a winner out of this. But I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. Name one car that's going to win the number green 24. Man. Uh... <sighs> Boy. I either want to go and say uh, the 98 or maybe the maybe the 101. I think it's BMW. How about that? All right, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> now I got to do something different. I was going to choose BMW, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> great. Now I got to actually put some effort in. Uh, in my opinion... Judging from what I'm seeing, I think from the NLS rounds, I think I am going to go with uh, the number one car. I'm going to go with Audi. I'm going to put my uh, put my chips in. Wow, what a fairy tale exit! If uh, if that were to come true, I know the, the defending champions, the number one car. That's going to be my pick. 
Oh, hey, that's not a bad pick. I was I was like, I mean, is he going to do Grello? Will he do that? And then I was like, well, he could he could try to do a Frickadelli pick, but you you stumped me, man. You stumped me. I don't know. Frickadelli, not, not Frickadelli, but Manti is a real honeypot, though, because uh, last year, I, I don't know if, uh, if anyone saw the meme, but there was a meme because it was two Van Tor brothers, uh, Drees and Lawrence, racing each other at the uh, the back show. I'm going to call it the back show. I can't remember what, what exactly it was called. Um, the long stretch, and when they got to the turn at the end of it, they made contact, and Lawrence took himself out, and Someone relayed that the aerial shot with the uh, uh, Fast and Furious um, "See You Again" song, and it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So, Manti is a good pick, but just could be honey pot at times. But I think I'm I think I'm going to go with the one. I think that's a safe bet. Audis were fast here in the NLS race uh, races. They were competitive. I think in the long run they'll do just fine. I'm going to stick with it. Audi, my pick. Yeah, I think that was at the end of the Dottinger Ho last. Uh... Yeah, Don Dottinger Ho. That I can't, I can't believe that name escaped me. That's yeah, that's that's the end of the Dottinger Ho when they made contact in that section between that and the Grand Prix circuit. Scary and when crash. I had that massive stunt. Yeah, that was next to the uh, Marshall's post too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we made, we did it. <laughs> we had our, we had our picks and and whatnot. Uh, we got some. Is there anything else? Yeah, I, I feel like there's uh, there's some support races too that are going to be uh, this next this yeah November twenty four weekend. Do right. Oh, there is some supports. One thing that's going to be notably uh, missing uh, from the action this year is the lack of uh, touring car racing, at least on a world scale, because WTCR uh, is dead. Um, effectively, it's replaced by the TCR World Tour. But there's nothing. Unfortunately, they don't. They didn't feel like uh, putting that on the TCR World Tour schedule for the Nurburgring 24. Shame. So yeah, love to see the TCR's flyer out there. I, it's it's so good, isn't it? Um, I'm just picking up the schedule here because I know there's something called Cup und Twinwagen Trophy, which is kind of like, from what I've seen, it's kind of like lower tier GT3 or GT cars and kind of like production cars and yes. stuff. Yes, looks like a mix between them. Yeah. So that should be fun to watch, around. too, yeah. I mean, you, there's even some, like, 80s cars in there, too. Yeah, and that's going to be placed around the Grand Prix. Uh, Strecker, then there's going to be Tour and Vogue and Legends, which that's going to be basically old DTM cars, not GT3s before people make that joke, but actual, actual like old DTM cars, like from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> that's going to be, yeah, that's, and then uh, while we wait here, because I got, got done the entry list um, quicker than I expected, there's also something called the ADAC Classic. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's a three-hour historic car race around the, the Nordschleife. And it has around 200 cars, like, every year. Um, and it's just insane, the type of cars. I don't know if we even have an entry list for that yet. Uh, that's what I'm checking to see if we can see any, any notable cars here. 
But they have uh, the live broadcast of those up on YouTube uh, from most of the years uh, going back pretty uh, pretty good ways. So if you do want to see some classic GT sports car racing around Nürburgring, uh, modern day Nürburgring, during the 24 hour weekend, uh, it's all available on YouTube to check it out. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, definitely. And I got the entry list up. I mean, I mean, there's there's an Austin Mini, um, old Opa Mantos. There's Rally Twos, um, Ford Escorts. I mean, old Porsche 911s, which normally those are the upfront cars anyway. Old Polos. Uh, in the past, there's been uh, even BMW M1 Pro cars involved. 1930s Mercedes. I mean. It's just a huge hodgepodge of cars. I'm not, I'm not going to go through the entire entry list here, um, but if you're interested, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll look. I'll, I'll say one car. There's a Corolla A80, AE86 Coupe. That's <laughs> wow. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to take a look at the entry list for yourself and get a more deeper grittier look at it the website i found this on if i can go back in time here it was adac young timer trophy oh here we go oh it's not that Oh, there you go. Uh, it's going to be www.youngtimertrophy.de, and then you'll go uh, season uh, season twenty three, and then have the ADAC twenty four classic uh, uh, option to click on right there. And then most browsers have Google Translate incorporated into them anyway, so you'll be able to see uh, go on that link, see the entry list from there. But that's the link to go through all the cars that are listed about that. From what I've read, it's around 200 cars, and that is, and there's going to be a change in the timetable compared to previous years. So in previous years, it was always held on Friday morning. Now it's actually going to be held Saturday morning before the race. Oh. So it's a very, very early start time uh, compared to years past for us Americans, unfortunately. So if you want to see those classic cars, and if you're on the wrong side of the pond, then you're going to have to wake up early and pay a pretty price for your sleep. Or wait till they get uploaded to YouTube, or wait till actually the live stream ends and you can watch them for the pre-race. Right. Yeah, or you can do that. And then I believe Touring Wagon Legends and and Touring Wagon Trophy will have uh, some uh, lineups as well for those races. And I believe Race Start, let me just check in our handy-dandy events tab here at the uh, WEC uh, server for Discord. I'm going to make a prediction here before I get to it. It's 9.30 a.m. start time. Am I right? 9.45 a.m. Uh, 9.45. Okay, so 9.30 is basically when they... Uh, is, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Start race is, uh, is 4 o'clock local time. So that would be, I think... Is that 9 o'clock? 10? Or is that 9 or 10? Uh, I think that'll be... maybe 10 o'clock Eastern. Okay. Okay, so get there half hour before. That's when the formation lap starts. That way, once uh, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern time rolls around, or 4 o'clock local, uh, you'll be able all set in your chair, couch, whatever you're sitting on for the start of this race. 
It is. It. it I, I will say, as just a weird aside, um, a twenty-minute grid grid lap is is it's. It doesn't seem like it's anything weird, but when <laughs> when you're experienced, like it doesn't feel like you're there for twenty minutes waiting for the race to start. It just feels like you're like just there's just this boiling anticipation with it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a twenty minute uh, grid lap, a formation lap for the start. It's extraordinary in motorsport. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's you could watch a sh- uh, a short race in the time period that it takes from the formation lap to the green flag. It's insane. Uh, and oh, we also green. can't forget with the uh, uh, the formation lap that they certain segments of the track uh, the marshals will let the fans on the on the track or at least uh, on parts on the sides of the track just to uh take pictures wave uh um, mm. just show the appreciation for the uh the drivers it's just it's just such a unique uh race and event um that just has so many unique little traditions just like that and uh makes it really special yeah i don't know if it's exactly on the track but i do know that like they get past the catch fencing at least maybe they're maybe they're uh, maybe they're behind the armco Usually behind the Armco, I thought I saw them yeah. on the grass. They would let them go, obviously, when there's no tracks, uh, when right. there's no cars on track to draw or take pictures, do whatever they want uh, in certain segments. But yeah, you're right, not not on the actual racing surface during the formation lap. But I, I, I swear, I remember last year that there was uh, some on the like on the track itself, just like at least on the grass parts, but uh, on the on the hot side of the uh, Armco. But I could be wrong. Still, right, though, so an we- amazing experience. So we're talking so much hoopla about this race, but we haven't even told them where to watch yet. Oh, so, why, don't you, why don't you tell us, Chris? Yeah, so if you, so basically for the majority of the world, the ADAC uh, N24 uh, Nürburgring YouTube channel, that will serve as your primary source for everything that's going on. Because I know... Maybe Tourenwagen Legends and Kupen Tourenwagen Trophy, they're separate series. They might have like their own separate streams, but generally the ADAC24 YouTube channel will have an all-day stream up, so you won't have to uh, do channel hopping. So that should be all set, and obviously both English and German streams, although it might be German for, for some uh, sessions. So basically if it's not Nürburgring24, it, chances are it might be an only German session. Yeah, typically that's the case. So just keep keep an eye on that. Uh, so English commentary will be done by a Radio Lamont, and judging from uh, the Midweek Motorsport Listeners Collective uh, post on Facebook I saw the other day, it sounds like they're going to be at the track itself, so that's fantastic news. Uh, so they'll hopefully, I don't know if any pit reporters or anything of the sort, it'd be nice if they got some pit reporters, but that's where the German feed comes in. Uh, the German feed, if, if you understand German, it's going to be the more superior feed because they have more information at their disposal. Uh, they actually do driver interviews. Um, and But in the past, the reason I said most of the world in my opening statement, because in America, or at least North America, unfortunately, it might be geo-blocked like usual uh, for Motor Trend On Demand. Uh, looks like they might have the rights to the race. In that case, I, there's there's the free trial thing that Motor Trend on Demand always has that you can pick up on, or there's a website. It's like Sport Total TV, 
which is uh, one of the German feeds running the race uh, in, in the past. I know last year that was not geoblocked. So if you're fine with having German commentary, that could be something that you can uh, 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 go into. It, it won't be a it won't be a YouTube player. It'll be a website player from that from that site. But if you hate geoblocks, don't have a VPN, don't feel like paying another trend. Uh, there's also the Sport Total stream that at least last year it wasn't geoblocked. Or is yeah. <laughs> share, share the high seas. <clears throat> uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. That covers it too. But yeah, so judge so the the first session is on Thursday morning with qualifying. I believe they have two qualifying sessions. Then on Friday is the start of the support racing with uh, the last qualifying session, and then they have the top qualifying. And speaking of qualifying, um, I mentioned earlier that we were going to explain what the qualifying races did. In short, nothing. It's really it's 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 it's, it's, it's really just all about track time, pretty much for those qualifying races. But basically, uh, top qualifying. They have a system where if you did well in the first three NLS races and did well itself in the qualifying races, you are guaranteed a spot in, let's just, just to make it simple, the pole shootout. So, so there's, there's, there's rewarding for being there at the start of the year racing those races. Mm-hmm. That's basically all the, what the, all the qualifying racing does. It's just, it allows people to lock in more spots for the pole shootout. However, there's going to be there's going to be a separate shootout. So the first shootout is basically a shootout to make it in the actual pull shootout. I know it's confusing that they like to make it confusing year after year, but basically all you're all you're focusing on when qualifying happens is the first shootout is for the shootout for the actual shootout, and then the second shootout is the actual pull shootout. Hopefully that explains a few things they're probably confused you even more probably, <laughs> probably it, it's, it's 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 i wish it was simple but it's the Nürburgring. nothing can ever be so simple especially when you have a what what is it like a 25 or 15 mile track yes that not uh, even uh, yes 15 like uh, 14 miles something like that yeah we're not even we're you know it's not even covered at all well some parts of it are not even covered at all by cameras so it's hard Hard to make things simple that way, but mm. yep. Hopefully, that sort of explained some way how the qualifying format works. Appreciate it, Chris, as always for uh, for going through all of this with us and uh, enlightening myself at least with uh, how to pronounce some names better and uh, also where to look for, especially on the track, uh, with some really good. Carl liveries and uh, driver lineups with some stellar teams as well for this year. So appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. It's, it's, it's always fantastic. Just it, 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 I rate this. It might be a very, it's going to be, it's going to be a hot take. I rate this as the same, if not above Lamont for me, it's one of my most hyped races of the year. It's just compared to Lamont. It's so accessible as a fan. Cause you're easily able to get, official free streams of it so that's why it's, i it, it, it's it's always been more less barrier of entry yeah so it, it's always just been that race for me and plus 
I've always felt a huge love for the Norch Life ever since the Gran Turismo days. I loved racing at that. Tr it's just a fantastic track, and the fact that we get to have a 24-hour race here every year, and just one of my most favorite parts of the year. Might sound lame, but just sitting there with the onboards and having the the blue flashing light just annoying my eyes throughout the entire night. Uh, that's that's another uh, thing. Uh, the blue flashing light means they were in. It basically just means that they were the, the fastest cars in the qualifying, and it's just easier for them to have a, a a strobing blue light to alert the slower cars instead of you know constant blue flags. So, but yeah, uh, that's the Nurburgring Twenty Four in a nutshell. Hopefully, we detailed it enough for you to help you get a understanding of this year's edition. And I mean, we really don't have enough rest cookie because. The weekend after is Memorial Day weekend. It's already a huge weekend for American racing. Absolutely. Then it's Lamont test day and then Lamont. We really just really no sleep for the weekend. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, why not? Uh, this is going to be an, an insane uh, next calendar month uh, for everybody, <laughs> teams and fans, everything. Uh, we're we're going to be saturated with a bunch of racing. And then to top it off, it's going to be one of the most insane 24 hours of the mall you're going to see uh or i don't know probably in our lifetime since we've been watching uh live lamar uh for me at least this that was going back to 2001 2002 so yeah this is going to be unbelievably exciting uh, for the next month well oh. i think uh it's getting quite late cookie i know you gotta go to bed soon it's 12 23 in the <sighs> morning local <laughs> time for us so. it's great we gotta, wrap, we gotta wrap things up until one of us passes out but yeah it's been fun talking to you cookie uh as usual it's been tradition uh for us to talk about the nurburgring 24 uh to preview it the next upcoming year yeah we're and, I mean, we're slowly moving away from the masochist part of just saying right. all of the uh, all the entries with all of the names because it just is that it just it hurts it hurts your soul just to listen to us say that so it, 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 it gets great we definitely took that feedback and passed it along for the next couple of years and glad <laughs> to be able to make improvements year after year uh lamar entry list previews uh we got prototypes and gts coming up in the next couple of weeks um, maybe we'll try to fill in the final stint somewhere, but we, we'll we try if we can't yeah. promise. Yep. And uh, are we doing the live show for Lamar this year? Or Yes, that should be a thing as well. I'll be a little bit busy hey. bef the weekend before with the wedding, but I should have enough time to get everything set up for it. All right, so as of right now, yeah, keep, keep an eye out for two entry list podcasts and then the live show that we usually do about an hour before the broadcast kicks off. This has been Chris Washer 97 and Cookie Monster FL previewing this year's edition of the Nürburgring 24. We'll see you next time for the Lamar Preview Podcast. Have, Have a good night, night, everyone. Yeah. Peace out. Gazoo. That was a weird one. That definitely was a weird one.